This is Kevin Ray. And I'm Joseph Fouts. And you're listening to Late Nights, a podcast all about video games, books, movies, and occasionally life stuff. Welcome to our 48th episode. Joseph, how you doing? I am doing so, so well, Kevin. You have no idea. No, I have an idea. Do you? I don't know if you really do. I'm feeling pretty good myself. Really? Oh, okay. So what's what's on your end? What's on your end? Oh, well, I changed jobs. Really? Yeah. Wait, why am I asking? I know that. Yeah, you. I work with you again. Yay! Hey! We're coworkers again. Reunited. Reunited, and it feels so, so good. <laughs> so, okay, you. I think everyone needs to know, um, well, you feel great because you changed jobs. Yes. I feel great because I got my oil changed. Awesome. <laughs> and, okay. Kinky. So, hold on. I'll let you. I'll, I'm gonna let you finish. Wait, wait. Is this oil change thing a Tinder thing? No, it's not a. T- no. Okay. No. I didn't know if it was a euphemism. Mm, no. Just double checking. So, I will tell you. Sure. Uh, getting my oil change has never been so much fun. Okay, guys. Kia is easily the coolest car manufacturer ever. Was the guy like a magician and also dressed as a clown? No. Okay. So here's what happened. I booked my appointment to, uh, I had to book an appointment to get my oil changed. I don't know if that's a thing, but I, I did. And <laughs> they probably it, take walk-ins, but booking it, at least you're like, I'm going to be here at this time. Mm-hmm. They reserve a place for you. Well, it's like I was sort of raised in dealerships because my dad has worked in the automotive industry for so long. Mm-hmm. He's always been a, like a parts guy. Right. So when, um, when, I went to the uh, to make my appointment. Um, they said, "Okay, just pull in, service drive, whatever." And I got as as I pull in, they're like waiting for me. They got an iPad ready, and they, you know, I get out of my car, and they're like, "How you doing, Mister Fouts?" And they're, I'm like, "Oh, this is really okay." Oh, I'm Mister Fouts today. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, do you have your keys?" And I gave them my keys, and they started looking around, and I real I recognized the guy that was in, like inspecting my car to look for any. Um, you know, current damages, like dings or whatever. Dings, just, leaks, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, just to make sure, you know, everything was cool. And so he uh, he gets all my information and he gets the keys. <clears throat> well, that's also to protect them. Yeah. Um, because if, like, God forbid you had a dent in your car and you give it to them and then you come out and you're like, this dent wasn't here to start with. Exactly. And I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I don't... No, but there are people who are. Right. Oh, for sure. So he looks at everything, and then he goes, okay, now I'm going to, I'll show you where the waiting area is. I'm like, oh, okay. And don't forget, like, like shook my hand and everything. Usually they just kind of, like, take the keys and whatever. Yeah. Well, he shook my hand, and he says, okay, I'll take you to the waiting area. We go inside, and it's like walking in an Apple store. It was awesome. I walk inside, and I look o- I look around, and he goes, so we've got everything from Starbucks coffee to st- uh, to t- uh, Tezo tea. Oh, Tezo. I think it's Tezo. Tazo? T-A-Z-O? Yeah. Oh, uh, Tezo. Tezo. And he's like, you can get whatever you want. We have nutri bars, popcorn, uh, and you can take a seat wherever you'd like. And I look over in the um, in the waiting area. There's another room that's open, and you go inside. It's where you can buy parts for or like little accessories for your Kia. There's a window with a bar on, uh, under it where you can sit in like a high chair mm-hmm. and watch the mechanics work on your car from the window. Well, that's neat. And just chill out with your coffee, watch them work on your car. It's it was awesome. And that's, then I look so people don't do shady things to your vehicle. Oh yeah. Well also it's just a really cool way for like you to spend your time. Like there's your car right in front of you. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like that's actually a really cool concept, and I feel like that I feel like that should have been a thing a long time ago. You can also guarantee that you're like they they get paid by the hour and they charge you by the hour. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you're not they're not wasting your time. So I, I go and get my I go and get my Starbucks coffee. And they have everything from the Pike's Place blend to the light roast, the dark roast, you, and, and it brews it right in front of you. It's a fresh cup of coffee, and I, and you can see the grinds falling into the machine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so cool because I I don't want I don't like Starbucks coffee, but it's fresh. It's the real thing right. instead of this um you know huge batch brewed for you know every day, mm-hmm. and it, it tastes burnt all the time. This one was like a piping hot, fresh cup of Pike's Place medium roast. Starbucks coffee always tastes burnt. But this didn't. They overcooked was, their beans. It was like different. That's how they get their exotic flavor. But this one wasn't. I'm telling you. It was different. And so here we are. I'm having my Starbucks coffee. And they're like, we have free Wi-Fi. There's no login. So you just log in and do whatever you want. Or not log in and do whatever you want. Just turn on the Wi-Fi and you've got free Wi-Fi. And then you can charge your phone. You can 
listen to the piano playing in the background. There's a piano in this building. It's like, a, a white grand piano, and it's plugged into an iPad, and you can choose whatever music. So naturally, I put on Phantom of the Opera, because <laughs> why not? Oh, Lord. Yeah. And finally, this was like this was the big one. I happened to run into a salesperson who was an old friend of my dad's. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, oh, my God, you're my dad's friend from wherever. And he's like, oh, my God, your dad, blah, 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 blah. And he's, like, just going on about my dad, like, how much he loves my dad. Mm-hmm. And then he said, um, well, did you know we have a gym here? I'm like, excuse me? You have a gym? And he said, yeah, we've got a gym. So, we, like, we open up the elevator. We go upstairs. They have a gym with weights, free weights, uh, treadmills, you name it. And two showers that you can take a shower. You can bring your gym clothes while your car's getting its oil change or maintenance and take you like work out, take a shower. He took me to the, uh, the conference room, which is a huge, like open windows and like open face windows with this huge conference table, state of the art, like, uh, printers. And then I saw the, uh, he called him the principal of the, of, of the dealership. Uh, his office and there's like South Korean uh, decor everywhere because it's a South Korean manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. This was the coolest experience ever. And the same guy that, um, that was taking care of me at the very beginning when he shook my hand, Mm -hmm. turns out he used to work at the movie theater that I I go there all the time. And Mm -hmm. I was like, man, this guy looks really familiar. And we got to talking about Phantom of the Opera because I was playing it. I played it on the piano uh, with the iPad. And he's like, yeah, I'm a big theater buff and I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm, or better yet, I'm becoming a theater buff. And he's getting into it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta listen to Hamilton. And he's like, oh man, I've heard so many good things. And of course you recommended Hamilton. Of course. And you know what I did as I was leaving, I had such a good time. I I gave him my Hamilton CDs. I was like, I said, it's a tradition. I know, but I told him it's a tradition. It was given to me for my first time. I've had it for a year and I've had it on repeat for a year. I said, it's it's time I depart. Here you go. And by the way, here's my podcast. So Ty, if you're listening, thanks for checking out my show. And you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) So there you go. Couldn't help but drop a Moana reference. Yeah. I mean, it needed to get some recognition Mm -hmm. considering it didn't win an award considering it okay so this is like a dealership and i had a fu- i had fun at the dealership that kia you've got it going on i'm ready for you to sponsor this podcast because i'm going to sing your praises for the rest of my life and i'll never own anything hey. else but a kia you had a good you had a good uh good, good little uh experience there They're coming up with a sports sedan mm-hmm. did you know that yeah yeah i did really i did they're calling it the stinger yeah, the Kia Stinger. Kia Stinger. It, it it they have these other ones. Um, Get your sting on. Yeah, there's like these other cars. They said that they can roll with like chargers and they can roll with the um they can roll with Lexus now. Like you know like they they can they're like coming out with these cars that are super uh, innovative for Kia and apparently a lot of them are actually uh, if not all of them are manufactured here in Georgia. I got a friend of mine who has a Kia, not not just you, but mm-hmm. a friend of mine who has a Kia and he said uh, the great thing one of the great things about Kia products are they're usually pretty cheap to fix. Uh I didn't know this. Yeah. Relatively par- uh, the the parts are pretty cheap. Well, considering okay, so when like, I got not my cheaply car- made, I just mean like it doesn't usually cost as much. Like the parts aren't high dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anything about that because I haven't had no. that issue. It's so new. My car's so new. Well, However, if it happens, you'll find out and you'll let me know. Well, I'll tell you the warranty is incredible because I went in there and they're like, yeah, uh, the computer that's in your car apparently had an update that you had you had to get it updated, um, but apparently it was covered by my warranty alleged i don't know what the, i don't know anything about that no. but well, all right it was like covered by my warranty and i'm like uh let's do it man like update that thing so i got my oil changed my tires rotated they washed my car they vacuumed the inside and i had a pleasant time talking to one of their uh employees who hopefully is now a fan of the show um and enjoying that enjoying hamilton which is a gift from mm-hmm. gift from the theater gods uh and not only that but you know i i walked out with uh, a starbucks coffee and <laughs> a story to tell so yeah I'm, I'm super excited yeah so you had a good time i had again i had fun changing my oil <laughs> <laughs> i think every every auto place that has like um that you know you have to get your your car work done needs like a little adult play place mm-hmm. you know i'm not talking like i'm not talking like just a gym or something that's cool like a ball pit that'd be cool 
Yeah, well, you know, trampolines. <laughs> I, I, the, their, the An design arcade. of the, the design of the room or the building, like they had a kids' play area for you can, to put your kids. Can in. you just make an adult play area? I think that was the whole building. Okay. I mean it, and everything had. It was like you're looking through glass walls and the the um, like the charging station for the free Wi-Fi, and they had like a refrigerator with uh like what do they call the cuties and limes and soda you know it it was just so cool and i feel like it's a nice touch i don't think they're spending uh too much money to give you a a better experience because you'll come back to them right oh yeah oh i mean i have to (laughs) well not everybody has to so i guess that's fair once your warranties run out why wouldn't you go there like if you enjoyed it right well i mean as far as like getting my oil changed like yeah well they're competing with like mom and pop shops that like 20 bucks for yeah. an oil change like they want to make sure that when your warranty is up and you you don't have to go to them mm-hmm. you will right so that's a nice touch so tell me about leaving the gas station well it's an incredibly toxic environment and uh the people there were I mean, there were a couple of them that were pretty good but on the whole especially like one of them more than other it was it was a battleground every time i went in um it was a war zone. It was constantly toxic. It was terrible for like fellow employees, and it was overnight, so I wasn't viewed as a human. Um, so it, I mean, apart because it sounds like um, a lot of those things come from general uh, retail, yeah, establishments. So what made this so different? Well, like one of the girls, um, she there's a girl who quit. And the one girl that I had a particular problem with, the most toxic of them all, uh, she, what caused the, the first girl to quit was uh, she called her fat, lazy, and stupid in front oh. of customers at the register loud enough that the, uh, the manager could hear it. The girl quit, and her response was, got another one. Oh, my God. Like she tallies them off. The manager did nothing about it. They had a brief discussion behind closed doors, and everything was fine afterwards. That's awful. She continued to be as toxic as she wanted to be. Uh, when I raised my uh, concern about it, I got written up. They put my uh, basically they put my um, my shift under a uh, microscope. Mm-hmm. I think they wrote me up for like having like my cell phone out once to check a message. Mm. I wasn't even around customers; it was in the back. Mm. So. It just became a situation where, like, it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, it was a toxic environment. It was always a battleground. It was unpleasant. The hours were garbage. Um, and, like I said, it was overnight. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever... Like, you've never worked an overnight, right? Mm, not... No, not overnight, no. I think... I worked right. into the night, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but... but never, like... Right. So, people... I, I, I'm sure there's some of you out there who have worked overnight or are working overnight... Um, and you can relate to this, but the re- like the rest of you, you guys don't know. Overnight is not a bad shift, as long as you understand that the day shift is going to view you as that thing that happens at night. You're not a person. Mm-hmm. You're just that thing what cleans up after them. Mm-hmm. And if it's not clean, they view you like a broken machine. It's not talk to the person and figure out what happened. It's replace the replace the machine, get a new one. Right. Like they're very, they're very much into toss the old vacuum, get the new vacuum. You're the vacuum. In a lot of ways, uh, when you have a job that's, um, you know, all uh, very sales oriented, mm-hmm. it's once they start underperforming, get rid of them. Someone else can replace them. Yeah. If we yeah. scare them with their hours, it's very much like the bookstore. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it's. Uh. But in this particular case, like, day shift will never view you as a person. They will mm-hmm. view you as a thing that happens at night, mm-hmm. and you are incredibly replaceable because they don't, they don't think of you like people. They never right. see you. Right. And if they do, it's brief. And you know that, and again, and you know, we both know this because uh, we've worked retail for so long. Mm-hmm. That's what peop- gener- a lot of people that are on the other side of that counter mm-hmm. generally don't think of you as a human being if you've got a name tag on. Yeah. Now, but- I will say the, the overnight customer base is super appreciative. Mm-hmm. They're usually, they're either people who work late shifts anyway, and they're just glad that you're open. Somebody who needed a midnight snack. Mm-hmm. Um, they were traveling from a friend's house or a bar. Yep. They're usually really appreciative of you being open. Like Those are the best customers I think I've ever had as far as gracious people. But they're right. also the most insane. Because you get like the normal folk who are just out a little bit late or somebody who keeps late hours. Mm-hmm. 
then you get like, yeah, I'm on so much cocaine, sleep is not an option for me. I'll sleep next year when my heart explodes. That's insane. Yeah, you get those too. Uh, also, you get drunk people a lot. But, I mean, the customer base is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what the biggest, one of my biggest problems was when your friends and family, they just don't, they don't get it. Um, right. And it's not an insulting to them. It, like, by all means, I'm not being insulting my friends or family at all when I say, like, they just don't, you don't understand what an overnight shift is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 2 p.m. to you seems like a reasonable time to call someone. Mm-hmm. Like, why would somebody be asleep at 2 p.m.? For an overnight person, that's like me saying, hey, Joseph, I'm going to need you to, you know, get up, go to the bank at 3 in the morning then you need to go to sleep for three hours and then you need to go to work. Right. Like it's the middle of the night. It, it interrupts your entire pattern. Exactly. Um, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can do it. I did it. I mean, it's um, been a, since you started that job, mm-hmm. I think even the people on the other side of this podcast, you know, everyone listening, uh, they can probably tell that it's been hard for us because we, we didn't put out a couple episodes every, for a couple weeks because we can't align our schedules, but it was impossible. You're sleeping during the day. And I'm and I'm sleeping, sleeping during the night, and yeah, and when I'm up, and I'm like, okay, can we record? I'm waking you up. I'm unconscious. Yeah, and there have been episodes where that did happen. Yeah, or one of us was just up way later than they should have been. Right, I was coming in yeah. uh, at your two uh, two a.m., which is my two p.m. Right, and we had yeah. to record, but and you know, I like I said, you know, you can do it, and mm-hmm. the night shift people will do it for their friends and family. They'll go places. Yeah, you know, my wife wants to go out for dinner. It's like. Mm-hmm. I should be asleep. Well, I owe you uh, personally an apology for be- not being as understanding as I could have been, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, and I think um, it we it was a disservice to uh, our listeners mm-hmm. when we did take those uh, take <laughs> those weeks off. And yeah, it's... though it couldn't though it couldn't be helped. Now we're in a place where it's going to have where we're back to a regular pattern. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got we've got early access content coming out on Patreon. We have new contributors to Bookshop Media. Uh, a good friend of ours, Carlin Jones, actually uh, just pr- uh, uh, created his first movie review of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Sick movie review. Check it out. It was so fun. It's uh, called Starfi- uh, Starfighter Movie Reviews. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a great friend of mine from college. Uh, but not only that, but we're also going to be uh, doing, you know, our back to the regular show, Twitch streaming more. Mm-hmm. You know, we just finished up a three-hour Twitch stream. and Final Fantasy VII. Final yo. Fantasy VII. Uh, which, by the way, I have to talk to you about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So, let me tell you a story about a time. Sure. When, uh, when Joseph was a little boy, he, were, uh, I used to have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Her name was Mimi. Okay. I love my Mimi. She's still around today, and she, uh, but she's very, very old. However, her mom, because she was old back then, mm-hmm. she had gray hair when I was a kid. Right. But her mom babysat mm-hmm. my father. Okay. So she makes a career babysitting, and she babysits from her home. Does and she's got you know uh, uh, she makes sandwiches and chips and food and mm-hmm. takes you know there's nap time. It's a whole nine yards. And when I was a baby, I would stay there, and my parents to this day say no. They, she basically basically raised you as a toddler because when they worked, I was there. So, uh, but she had two grandsons, uh, Dylan and. Um, Ooh, Dylan and Jake. Okay. Jake was a spitfire. He was a redhead and freckles, and he was mean. He was so mean. Uh, and Dylan was much older. Um, he's, he's gosh, probably your age. I mean, he was like, in my memory, he, he was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I think he was more like 10, but either way. Uh, but Jake was young, the youngest, and they used to play uh, PS1 right. in Mimi's uh, The Master Bedroom. Right. Well, I remember as a kid, from time to time, when they would play in her room, because she would babysit them too, mm-hmm. during the summers, um, what, or actually not even in the summers, just all the time, because, moving on, when yeah. so when they would play the PS1 in the master bedroom, mm-hmm. occasionally, Mimi would let me go in there too. Mm-hmm. So I'd sit on the master bedroom, watch them play video games, and I... The only memory I have of some of the games was one particular game with a black man with a gun for a hand. 
Final Fantasy VII. And then you started playing it on Twitch. <laughs> and it just hit me the other day. I'm like, oh my god, that's the game. Final Fantasy VII is the... And then it all comes together. When I was a toddler, you know how how old I was when Final Fantasy came out? Uh, when, what year were you born? I was born in 94. It, three. You I were was three. three years old. Because it came out in 97. I know. And... I was 10. But it all just came together. That's how young I was. And and also, that's how far yeah. back my memory goes. I was going to say, understand that I was in double digits. Mm-hmm. Like, when you were three, I was in double digits. Right. Oh, no. I, believe me, I get it. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I have this distant memory of... The man with the gun front arm. Yeah. And, like, the cut scenes where it goes... Whoosh, and like zooms in and twists. Yeah. Yeah. The battle music. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. all. It's so iconic. I'm I'm not surprised that you remember it. It's uh it's funny that that's the aspect that you remember mm-hmm. is the the big black guy with a gun for an arm. Yeah, that's I mean that he was really the only character I remembered. Yeah, Barrett. Um, Barrett's a great character. Right. So then there was um Another game that, I, and I had mentioned it way back in the day when we first started this show, mm-hmm. and there was a video game. Um, oh gosh, I got to look it back up. Um, but there was a video game that I I remembered also that they used to play, and it was about a boy, and he wore this nightgown, and mm-hmm. there was a girl, his sister, his little sister, who wore a pink uh, nightgown, and she used to carry on a, te- a, a teddy bear. Right. And they were wandering around in like in the dark on the in this mansion. Mm-hmm. And I could never remember the name of it. Right, I remember this. We were trying to figure it out because I don't know what game it was. Yep, and I think I wrote it down. Let me see if I can find it on my phone. But the name of the game is called Forty Winks. Oh. Do you remember that game? I could not remember for the for yeah. the life of me. Very, very briefly. Uh, very, 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 uh, like. Just a tangentially. Exactly. And all I remember was this boy that car- carried around a, a candlestick. Yep, here he is. In his nightgown. Yep, and that and that's him. And the, those were the games that they used to play, and it killed me because I couldn't remember what they were. And suddenly, here we are, start, you know, we did started this podcast a year later, go, you know, a year and a half later almost, uh, I, I rediscover what these games are. So, yeah, that... that it, it's an awesome, awesome game, and I, I would love to play it on, you know, to stream. That'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, all right. I'm going to drop some fact for you. Uh-huh. 40 Winks is a platform game developed by Eurocom and published by GT Interactive for the PlayStation. A version was developed for the N64 and reviewed by both Nintendo Official Magazine UK and Nintendo Power, whose January 2000 issue even got a strategy guide for the game, but was canceled last minute. Huh. The player takes control of either Ruff or Tumble, a brother and sister who are trying to sleep, to free 40 winks from a man named Night- Nightcap and his accomplice, Threadbear. Winks are small, white creatures which make dreams and hoodwinks, which are green and similar size and responsible for any nightmares. Throughout the game, the players collect moon-shaped tokens, which are used to scream at dreamy apparitions, and Z-shaped tokens, which stop the player's character from waking up. Floating cogs are also collected to open doors in each of the three levels in each world. Collect four dream keys to be placed in the clock face in order to challenge the boss before, before moving on to the next world. There so, you go. There you go. It's a, it's a platformer from 1999. And it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, I, and it's been killing me for years. I never could could never find it. But do the, you know why it's called Forty Winks? No. Uh, Forty Winks is a uh, is a term used to define taking a nap. Oh really? Yeah, to take forty winks. Oh okay. Yeah, so uh, it's an old term for taking a nap. Oh, I didn't know that. See, it's a sleeping game. Hmm. The villain's name is Nightcap. It's clever. That's gonna be what our video game is gonna be sort of like. It'll definitely our video game would be a platformer. Yeah, it would definitely be a platformer. Mm-hmm. I love platformers. Two D platformers are the best. Oh yeah. Now that was a three D platformer because that was for the N sixty four and that was during the uh, Mario sixty four days and such. Right. So um, I didn't own an N sixty four, which is why I didn't play it. Mm. I think that also had a PlayStation. I think it was PlayStation as well. Yeah, but uh, I didn't. I didn't own that one. Fun stuff. Yeah, I was too busy playing Final Fantasy VII, which well, was three discs. Did we ever talk about our favorite like PS one games back in the day? I don't think. Uh, yes, we did. Is do you know? A, do you know what episode that was in? The Lost episode. The Lost episode. Yeah. yeah. So my top like PS one games uh-huh. were uh, Spyro. Okay, Spyro was super good. 
Crash Bandicoot. Um, did you know they just remade Crash Bandicoot? They did. They did. Um, I was also a huge fan of this Power Rangers game back in the day. Mm-hmm. And there was even a Star Wars game that I loved. Uh, and there was this one particular character. He had a yellow lightsaber. And I and it, it was confirmed back then. Like, if I were a Jedi, my, my lightsaber would be yellow. Because I love the yellow one. I'd have been red. I'd have been a Sith. It's my least favorite color, too. I hate yeah. the color yellow. And uh, yet, yet our logo is like a goldish yellow. Which was my design. Huh? That was my color scheme. I remember this. What is? The golden green. Was it? Yeah. Because you um, you had had... Uh, so pulling back the curtain a little bit, you um, you had done a lot of like marketing research oh. on like what different colors mean and different color schemes mean. Ah. And I think you were going with something like purple and orange i remember this and i was like no nah, i'm really feeling green and gold i feel like it gives a uh, more knightly feel okay okay i remember this because i i was really like hard on for for dark green and gold mm, i remember this conversation yeah i'm trying to look at old ps1 games because like i i always get ps1 games and ps2 games confused because i had both systems and i played some of them like on the ps2 so I'm like, I'm just quickly flipping through here and seeing if there's any that like caught my eye that I'm like, oh yeah, I played the hell out of that game. Mm. Armored Core? I played the shnikes out of some Armored Core. What about Twisted Metal? Loved Twisted Metal. That was another game they used to play when I was a kid in that yeah. in, in uh, Mimi's ma- uh, master bedroom. She, they would play uh, Twisted Metal. I remember yep. that vividly. Uh huh. Da- Dance Dance Revolution came out for the PlayStation 2. Mm um but that was uh that was a ps2 game that was back in the days when you like had to flip through your book of like cds and games yeah yeah man uh well, it was such a good time for gaming though they were they were taking some chances there were some there was some garbage games that came out mm-hmm. um but then there were some like really good ones like like i said final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. thing about final fantasy 7 is those pre-rendered cutscenes mm-hmm. that was unheard of mm-hmm. like that, that the, the game was three cds mm-hmm. It had so much content, seven at least seven hours of play, yeah, just from that, and it had like you know everything in it was just state of the art. It was breaking boundaries. They hadn't tried it, so like it, it could have flopped, and it didn't, and uh, that's why it was such a oh no, Dance Dance Revolution was for PlayStation One. All right, all right, I'm not crazy there. Darkstalkers, it's a Capcom uh, fighting game. Uh, that was a good one. I don't remember any other uh, PS1 games that I used to play. Dragon Quest, um, the Dragon Quest series, uh, because it used to be Dragon Warrior back in uh, uh, the day on Nintendo. Uh Um, Dragon Quest was what it was known as over in Japan. Did you own a PS1? I did. I owned a Nintendo. I owned a Super Nintendo. Mm. And then I owned a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Okay. Um, Now, I... I never owned a Nintendo uh, console. I only had a Game Boy. And mm-hmm. Again, I had a Game Boy Color. It was the purple clear one. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents bought me, and this was easily one of the best gifts they ever got me as a child. It was a gold-colored uh, Game Boy Advanced, and it had Pokemon on it. It was like from the Poke- uh, the Pokemon Center from New York. Oh, that's cool. I don't know how they got it, where they found it, but... They they ordered it and you'll never guess what happened to it. It got stolen. No, you dropped I, it. I dropped it. Does it say it either got stolen or you dropped it? And you know what happened to it after that? I didn't know I dropped it out of my my dad's truck as a kid, and he oh. ran it over. Okay, I was I, gonna say it probably survived the drop. It, it, it we found it like in the mud like the next oh, day. Oh no! So you know what we ended up having to do? Get a different one. We had to order another one, and we had to cut open my piggy bank. Yeah. And, and we used all the money from the piggy bank yeah. to get a new one. I'll Worth never it, forget though. that. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I don't even know if I still have it because the uh, I remember the back of my Game Boy Advance like mm-hmm. coming off and over time it just got worn and broken. Like it was worth nothing at that point. Mm-hmm. Not even as a memory. Um, the Mortal Kombat series. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I ended up getting rid of the Game Boy Advance. I'm sorry, that sucks. Cause like, no, it's fine. And then later I on, Boy, I ended up Game Boy Advance. I ended up getting a uh, Nintendo DS. Yeah. Did you end up having like the original Game Boy, the the gray one with the green screen? No, I had uh, just the purple one. Okay. And it was sort of see through. Yeah. Um. There's there's something like kids today. You, you guys, you guys don't know the pain 
like the the absolute sheer pain of having to play your gaming system mm-hmm. by street lamp that stinks like as you're going down that. the road you have to like wait for the street lamp to come up do something real quick and wait yeah. for the next street lamp yeah yeah you don't know that because you guys have backlit you know screens and stuff i we didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> um I, ooh. Oh, 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 I did have a favorite game for the PlayStation 1. So I really, while I really did like Final Fantasy 7, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Mm. I, I had one of those, came out September 25th, 1997, um, and it was a lot of fun. I played all the Resident Evils, so like, mm-hmm. you know, I was a big Resident Evil fan. I, I never got to play any of those. Um... They remade uh Resident Evil. I could probably get a hold of it and we could play it. Which one? Uh, the original one. The original one. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it, man. Yeah, they made they made uh, they remade it. Samurai Showdown was difficult. I didn't really look fondly on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was uh, games from uh, games, games from, from our childhood, yeah. the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, games was... from our childhood. Uh fun oil changing experience i have a new job and we're co-workers again l is right in the world i feel really good about it by the way like getting back on a normal schedule mm-hmm. um and in an environment that's non-toxic and relaxing well now now we have the time uh because what we've been doing with bookshop all this time mm-hmm. is setting ourselves up to produce more shows yep. and push and create more uh videos and more podcasts and uh, get more involved in the nerd and pop culture community and mm-hmm. you know that's what we are mm-hmm. and for some reason we hit this 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 uh speed bump and through it, it, we really lost some time there yeah it really it really didn't help that like like i said my thing was i was mostly an overnight but i was then also scheduled for like middays and like mornings so yeah. it was like i was never asleep mm-hmm. and i was never on a sleep schedule yep so like anytime you got in contact with me i'm drooling mm-hmm. and i like it was impossible and like like i said i apologize to like pretty much everybody it was it's impossible for me to do anything quality because i was never like coherent mm-hmm. i i actually talked to a very close friend of mine about it i was like i am getting dumber like this is making me stupid like my brain is not functioning i'm not able to do simple math anymore um i can't think like mm-hmm trying to to comprehend like the world around me mm-hmm. was getting like it's like there's so much mud in the gears mm-hmm. and it it's just like well, it's because you were not being treated like a human being and get like utilizing a skill set yeah you were just there to push the buttons i was there to push the button and, i was there to clean up the stuff and yep and that's it like and that's that's not a that's not a life you know yeah and now now you've got your life back mm-hmm. um and so this is sort of like this episode uh, i feel like is is the the end of of bad schedules it's the end of putting out um putting out episodes that are just put together because we finally got that together we had the time right now it's not like that anymore and we're gonna go back to um our original schedules mm-hmm. um and i'm tired of saying the word schedules so we're gonna go to the other half of the, of the show sure This episode of The Late Nights was brought to you by audibletrial.com slash The Late Nights. Kevin and I are actually going to start going back into our book reviews because we suck and we never seem to do this. So we are actually going to uh, start picking audiobooks every other week or so and we're going to start listening to um, books regularly to give the best possible book reviews of books that might interest us by going to audibletrial.com slash the late nights recommending a book to you once every week or every other week i'm full of promises this episode uh but i i know which one i'm going to pick first and that is going to be talking as fast as i can by lauren graham which is uh the girl uh, for those of you who don't know it's the mom from gilmore girls so i am going to review that uh by the next episode and i want everybody to go to audibletrial.com and slash the late night to get your free copy and one month free trial of audible.com on us so you can follow along with lauren graham's talking as fast as i can audibletrial.com slash late nights bye and we're back hi everyone okay so kevin we have a lot to talk about uh i've got three 
movie video, uh, three movie TV show things to talk about. And I have a, uh, I don't have a book because again, I suck. Uh, and I have a video game to talk about. What do you got? I, I have a revisit to a video game that I played because I started playing it again. Really? Mm-hmm. And what is this? Diablo three. Oh, uh, don't know. We taught, we've done this. We did. I hated the story, but I wanted to say I got a recommendation that the uh the expansion was super good and i was like fine i'll do it but i'm not paying attention to the story and what i will say is while i felt like the game was not challenging it's just kind of good gold fashion smashing fun the final boss for that incredibly challenging okay and it almost redeems itself for me as long as i forget but to... diablo 3 is still bull Ooh, Delali. i will say that the final boss for the final act is a lot of fun. <sighs> that final, that, that, you that had, whole you had, expansion... You had me all hyped. ...is real good. Mm-hmm. It's real good. It does, in fact, redeem how Garbo the end of the Act 4 was. And I hate that they had to do it with an expansion, but I would be remiss if I did not come on here and at least say I went back, I gave it a chance... And it was not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh my god. So, I wanted to at least say that. I've been playing, like, Overwatch and Final Fantasy. and mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of the same stuff because, like, I'm just getting back onto a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to having more time for games that, like, you know, are a little more out there. And uh, stuff that I'm, I've not touched in a while or stuff that I haven't touched, uh, you know, uh, at all. But uh, for now... I'm getting back into the swing of my gaming schedule, um, trying to stay awake early without falling asleep at like, you know, five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, well, I will tell you, uh, to, uh, to the excitement of our audience, I am getting back into Pokemon Go. It happened. I re-downloaded I s- it. I saw that. Yes. I, I'm playing Pokemon Go again. And, <laughs> but I also have another one that is extremely important that I mentioned. It is, uh, the hot, uh, 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 phone crack game that I've discovered and it's incredible. I'm opening Pokemon Go as we speak. Um, and it's called Geometry Dash Meltdown. You have been playing Geometry Dash. I have. And I I suck at this game. I so suck. However, the, music, do, the, it, the music is so good. I do like some Geometry Dash. It's a it's a rhythm platformer. Is that what that's called? Uh-huh. It is a rhythm game, but it's also a platformer. I suck at this game. I can't get past, like, 50%. It's really good. Oh, my God. And the music gets more intense. Okay. Sure does. Shoot, dog. You know what Um. You know what game I'm looking forward to? Hmm. And uh, I we mentioned uh, on the stream that we were going to play it, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. What is it? Dream Daddy. Oh my god, guys, we're going to play Dream Daddy. I'm going to find my, my perfect daddy. We're going to... Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, it's a dad dating, dating simulator. simulator. And you play... Like, it's a town full of, like, what... I think you said... I think it's gay dads. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, gay yeah. dads. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty excited. Apparently, it's uh, by the uh, Game Grumps. Yeah, they developed the developing game. by the Game Grumps. Um, it's actually pretty quality. Mm-hmm. And so far, what I've seen of it is... It's done in a humorous way that's pretty, it's pretty fun. good. Yeah, pretty I'm, good. I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's entertaining as heck. The art's cool. Art's mm-hmm. really good. I love dating simulators. I do. Mm-hmm. I've loved dating simulators since I was a kid, and I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, practicing for the real world. But I'm going to go ahead and say this right now because I know that some of our um, our some of our listeners have uh, given us some feedback on like recommendations and yeah. stuff. Um, I want everybody, if you're listening to this right now, unless you're not, unless you're driving, then never mind. Get your phone out right now and download Geometry Dash Meltdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start playing it because once you start playing it, you're going to want to spend all your free time doing it. Oh, it's an incredibly addicting game. Yeah, it's super addicting and it's fun. It's, uh, you know, it measures your percentages. It's rewarding because the music is, I mean, honestly, that's the, that's why I play it because the music is so intense. Like mm-hmm. when I get from one section of the game to, into the, uh, to the, to the next. Yeah. If oh. you, if you want a mobile DDR, mm-hmm. mobile dance dance revolution, mm-hmm. that that's basically geometry it. dash is really good. Yeah. And it just gets, the music gets more intense and it changes and it's flashy and crazy and like, 
it it now I know why they say like video games are co- cocaine for like children mm-hmm. because it it's it's incredible. Uh, and but that's all I'll say about Geometry Dash. I just want to get that out there because I know that people want rec- earnest recommendations from us. Um, which is strange. I don't know why you people listen to us. Yeah, and if you don't want it mobile and you want it for your computer, it's $4 on Steam. Really? $4 on Steam. Y- oh, Oop. it's free on your phone. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, no, that's that... just Geometry Dash. That's the regular one. Yeah, I like got I said. Meltdown. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. Now, Kevin, uh, do you have anything uh, as far as movies or uh, TV shows? No, I've been watching... Um... I have been watching a new series called Midnight. Midnight. I've never heard of this. Midnight is about a psychic. Uh, he's a ghost psychic. Like, he sees ghosts and he talks to ghosts and mm-hmm. stuff. And he goes to a town called Midnight um, to avoid a person called Hightower who's seeking him for some reason. Um, mm. It's not been explained yet. But he goes to this town of Midnight that's filled with supernatural people. Like werewolves, vampires, um, bounty hunters witches you know that kind of stuff and there's like he's assisting in some of their troubles that's there mm. and uh, it's a really really cool show okay like, the there's there's just really cool things and i cannot speak too much about it without spoiling some of like the the cool stuff that happens in it mm-hmm. but uh it's only been a couple episodes it's in the works right now it's it's being released like every week or so it's a really good show uh, my wife showed it to me. She's like, check out the Supernatural show. The effects in it are really good. Where can people find this show? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. I okay. think it's a Netflix thing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You can find it on Netflix. It's stellar. The only other thing that I've been watching was the Castlevania anime, mm. which is also on Netflix. Is it- it's four episodes, and it is ballin'. Really? It's so good. I've heard incredible things. So good. Actually, no, I take that back. Those were Facebook ads, but it looked really good. It's good. Okay, well, speaking of Netflix, hmm? I, I'm i back into Luke Cage. I had to take a break from it. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, like, almost done with the series. And after episode four or five, mm-hmm. it got really bad. Um, You know, that tends to happen. I don't know what happened. It was so good. Like, episode four won me over i'm like this show's better than iron fast and now it's not so great anymore i don't know why it's Mm -hmm. like the writing or the acting got really bad i i don't know maybe i'm coming at it from a whole new perspective but um it you know there that's that i i don't know what happened to luke cage it's still better than iron fist but it's it's just not um it's missing something i think it's i think it's the writing Mm -hmm. however Game of Thrones is back. Game of Thrones is back. Oh my god, we haven't talked about this one single time, and we have to talk about Game of Thrones. Do you, Every- want, to, do you want to talk some Game of Thrones? Everybody, turn off the podcast if you if you haven't caught up. Okay. Um, on the side, while you're while while you guys are turning it off, um, I am currently download, downloading Geometry Dash Meltdown. As you should. Yeah, as I figured. I'm you're gonna as well. be you're gonna be so much better than me. Yeah. Uh, well, I really, you know, I'm I I'm the video game guy. Mm-hmm. So. Well, here we go. I, I want your earnest theories about Game of Thrones. And this is where I'm going. This is mm-hmm. what I think. So if you, if you, people don't like this, turn the show off. Jamie is going to either be the one to kill Cersei or Arya will be the one to kill Cersei. One of the two. Okay. I've got a theory that I think will occur. And then I've got a weird theory that would be cool to occur. Okay. And one of them's far less likely than the other. Mm-hmm. I, too, agree that it's going to be Jamie Lannister that kills Cersei. Mm-hmm. He is the Kingslayer, and, and she's gone full Mad King. She, she I said did exactly this. what the Mad King did. If you refer back to when the, the season closer for last season, and when we talked about this, and I said, I think Jamie Lannister will kill Cersei, because she just Mad Kinged, mm-hmm. and he has stabbed a guy for less. I believe that he will. Now, my weird... My my balls theory like, like like it's not happening like it, the odds of it ha- if it does happen like you're a psychic I'm a psychic yeah Jamie Lannister kills Cersei and then pulls his face off to reveal Arya so Arya kills both Jamie and Cersei that would make so much sense she kills Cersei in the visage of Jamie thus solidifying his reputation as a Kingslayer without compromising her own reputation as part of the new ruling family. That would be insane. I never thought about that. Mm, but why, she can do it. But why would she? 
to be killed by to get close to Cersei. Mm. You use people to get close to Cersei. Mm. But wouldn't that mean she'd have to kill Jamie? Yep. Wow. What would you do? That's her brother. Mm-hmm. Like Arya has already proven that she's willing to do literally anything. literally anything. Also, she delivered one of my favorite lines in this uh, in this season so far. I'm going to kill the queen. No, winter has come. Winter has come. Yes. Let them know that winter came. Yep. And I'm like, that's good. Mm. That was good. That, that scene was that good. Was, that was a solid episode. That was, that was, that was pretty solid. That, I get... Well, what's her name? Died at the end of that episode, didn't she? The the queen. No, that was a uh, that was episode uh, one. Episode three is where. Uh, are you talking the Queen of Thorns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's episode three, and l- I'm grumpy, and I'm trying to remind myself that this is the build um, for like. This is this happens. This happened with Bolton. This happens with everybody who is mm-hmm. the protagonist or the antagonist, rather, of the season. Mm-hmm. They get about the first half of the season where they get to succeed in their plans, and mm-hmm. you know the heroes just never get ahead. Like their plans fall apart to build some some tension and suspense, and then like the the mid season happens, and then they get their culmina- uh, culminating climax, and then it changes dramatically, um, and then they go off into whatever season finale they're heading towards right towards that's her formula yeah that's the formula it's pretty i won't say bog standard but that that is had that's that's writing 101 you build to it's a climax you Mm -hmm. have to establish her as you know succeeding so they have something to go up against exactly i love the queen of thorns um oh that was awesome she's like my favorite and so like her death um was very sad for me because i don't want her to i didn't want anything to happen to her uh, not because like she didn't deserve it. Let's let's be real. She was kind of bad, but I just would have preferred her like, sure lose her army whatever, but don't like kill her off because I like her sass. I like seeing her around. Yeah, she always plays that voice of reason character. And I always also liked. Uh, I also liked when she was like, she's like, is that that poison that's going to kill me dead? Mm-hmm. Cool. And she drinks it and then says, so by the way, I just wanted to make sure it was one of those painless poisons, not like the one I gave your son. Yeah, yeah. I know about that. Also, I didn't know it would do that to him. And she just fucking mic dropped him on the way out. So good. She's just like, yeah, nothing you can so... do about it now. Now, okay, so here's another thing. I genuinely believe that Daenerys will become the queen. Yeah, no, that's, that's going to happen. I um, think that's going to happen. The entire show is about... like Daenerys. Un- understand that it is about Daenerys and Jon Snow. Mm, and Tyrion. A song of fire and ice. And Tyrion. Tyrion is irrelevant? I don't think so. I think the show has always been about Tyrion, Daenerys, and and Jon Snow. Tyrion is playing a very big part, but when I say that the story is about Jon Snow and Daenerys, it's a song of fire and ice. You have the Targaryen, the southern Targaryens with their dragons, and the northern Starks. Mm-hmm. They've already just proven that Jon Snow is a Targaryen and a Stark. Mm-hmm. That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. And now they've put them together, and they're putting them in a situation where they have to link up. Right. And Daenerys is out of options. Well, there's this theory um, about how, um, you know, the Targaryen symbol is a three-headed dragon. Mm-hmm. And apparently in the books, that's supposed to be something that comes to fruition. Yeah, like the th- I suppose. And the three Targaryens are Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon Snow. Well, Because Tyrion's mother is alleged, might be a uh, or not mother, um, his, uh, no, his mother was a, Ty- a Targaryen. Oh, I didn't know that. I, um, mm-hmm. I haven't followed that, that family tree. So it's possible that the three of them are important. I just know that A Song of Fire and Ice is directly relating to those two. And, well, from what I, I don't even think, um, his real dad is Tywin. Hmm. I think his real dad was, um, uh, no, I, maybe it wasn't his mother. I think hmm. it may have been his, uh, it's going go- his mother had a um, a lover before Tywin. Yeah, it's going to be weird when Daenerys and Jon Snow get together, though, because mm-hmm. Daenerys is his aunt. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that. Like that 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 one settle in. Well, you know the Targaryens are known for incest. Wincest. So. Wincest. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's they're, they're... not the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wincest. Woo. Uh huh. Anywho. <laughs> Um, Man, the Targaryen family tree is like a wreath. It's very festive. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but the show is... um, 
I, I think they will end up rolling into a second season, another season, uh, an eighth one. They're going to milk it for all it's worth. As, oh, yeah, of course. I'm not dumb. I know how this goes. If they only go one season with this, I'll be surprised. Right. It's like they're they're moving fast. Granted, I'm not going to but be... they're not moving fast enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm... Well, I mean, they're four episodes in. They have to have a whole war. Five like, to... S- this sorta. is supposed to be the shortest season so far. Yeah. Like... I think that they'll focus this season on the war with Cersei mm-hmm. instead of having the mid-season role. They'll have like, they'll have the turn and then the the turn and then the burn, mm-hmm. as it were, um, and then they'll do another season. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense that they'll try to milk it because what? what... All right, I'm gonna I'm cast some shade, and I hope you brought your your sunglasses Uh-oh. so you can take them off because the go. shade's coming. Okay, they're gonna milk it for another season because what does HBO oh got going? What is HBO putting out? That isn't Game of Thrones. Vikings? That's not HBO. Is it not? Mm-mm. Not that I know of. I think it is. I don't know. Uh, I know that they've got... Um, I think there are other shows on right now. It's just that Game of Thrones is their their baby. Uh, Vikings is with... Uh, it's History Channel. Is that History Channel? History Channel. Oh, okay. Well, apparently that's like really good. It, it's incredibly good. I highly recommend it. But we gotta talk about something different. Yeah, I'm just saying like... HBO ain't got nothing else going on. So here we are, like, Game of Thrones, doing super great. Everyone loves it. I'm reading every... uh, By the way, guys, if you love Game of Thrones and you just can't get enough, you have to go on the Washington Post and find the... uh, I forget her name, but she analyzes every episode. Mm -hmm. She is so good at analyzing this show. It's quick. It's easy. It's, like, straight to the point. And it goes in order of how the episode went. And she's awesome. I want to. I would love to like talk to her about the show, but we got to move on. Right. Spider Man Homecoming. I've heard mixed feelings. Seven. Solid seven. All across the board. I. So it's the Blizzard Entertainment of movies. It. It. Uh. Yeah. It, it was a. It, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It didn't reinvent anything. It, but it's good. It was weak. It. it I. I like. Well, you're making a seven week. Huh. You're making a seven week. Yeah. It was just. Eh. So is is it more like a five or a six then? No. Mm, no because you're making seven week like i don't make seven seven to me is not weak seven is it's standardly pretty good it stands on its own there's not many complaints that i have about it but it didn't wow me so that's an eight for me oh seven is more like eight like six and under is yeah five and six is like that's six and under is like that's a bad movie mm. seven's weak eight no eight's like mm, i was in i was entertained um there were some there were definitely some faults like uh, uh, what, what? I don't even know, like, if I've seen an eight in the past year. Um, like this movie, honestly, mm. it 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 was on par with like Suicide Squad, with me. As a six for me, if I remember, I, I said it was a six point six. I mean, if it were if it if it were any worse, it would it would definitely be a Suicide Squad because I like from the very beginning, I didn't like the way they introduced the film. Mm-hmm. It was with the villain. And I didn't get why the villain was... Uh, I didn't get his motivation. Right. And I don't know how these, like, construction workers were putting together, like, these alien devices. Made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I could see the green screen. The, the like, from the point where all the, like, bodyguards were, like, po- pointing their guns at uh, Michael Keaton. Like, they were pointing his gu- their guns at him. I'm like, why? I don't... I don't believe it. It wasn't convincing. Right. So I was already like disengaged from the beginning and they made a native American joke, right? Like that was the first line and it was so uncalled for. What was the line? It was like, uh, uh, what was it? Um, 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 um. they made something. It, it was like the, someone called, uh, native Americans, Indians. And then the other guy goes, I think you mean native Americans. Like he corrects them, like tries to be politically correct and make it a joke. And it was just so stupid. It was uncalled for. Oh, and I like Tom Holland. He's a good character. He yeah. plays Spider-Man really well. Um, I wasn't crazy about the sidekick, and I he was cute, but as a character, I just didn't I didn't like it. You didn't gel with it. Mm-mm. The uh, the soundtrack I didn't get. Uh, it was it was all modern, and I I don't know. Like I it just didn't it didn't ring any bells with me. It, I I've granted I'm coming from a perspective of. Uh, third. I've seen this is the third Spider-Man I've I in my lifetime mm-hmm. and a lot of our lifetimes. Uh, so I understand that this was sort of made for a different audience. Right. However, it I do pose the question for the audience and even our friends at Two Dads in a Comic. 
does everyone experience spider-man differently like when i was a kid the spider-man that i grew up with on Mm -hmm. as a cartoon he was he was an adult he was ripped and he had like you know longer hair and like medium length hair and he was cool you know like but and really smart but he was older right um mary jane was an old woman and there was uh there was more drama yeah most 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 people I know experience Peter Parker as like fresh out of high school, early college. That's that's the one I know. Yeah, that's so, the quippy one. So seeing him as like a freshman in high school, I guess. Yeah. Or a sophomore, it didn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, he's. I think there's also like times where he is still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like, but again, everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. And so I think that's sort of why I I gave it a seven as well because I don't know what to give this film. Because um, <laughs> like, was it watchable? Like, could you just go at least yeah. enjoy it? It had funny moments. It uh, the CGI. Sounds I thought, like a, sounds like a six or seven. I thought they overdid the CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were parts in the film that were better than others. Like, I like the parts. I I also experienced uh, Spider Man as more of a dramatic storyline, not as quippy as this one. Um, I you know oh, I like quip. Like, Mar- Peter Mary- Parker has some quip. Right. Well, always does. Always do. But there's more drama. Um, you know, when he, uh, spoiler alert, once again, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, in this movie, when he's looking in the water and he, he hears Iron Man's voice in his head, mm-hmm. why did they have to do that? Leave it open for interpretation. That was supposed to be a really dynamic part of the film. That was supposed to be the point where he sort of becomes Spider-Man in like a true hero. Mm-hmm. That was his heart. That was the hard, a hard part of his, uh, the, the turning point in his character. Mm-hmm. And they spelled it out for us. They put the spoon in my mouth, and I didn't like it. Here it comes. Here comes the choo-choo. Here comes the morals. <laughs> Open up for the moral train. <laughs> <laughs> and I just that was so unnecessary. And then I guess finally my big uh, my big critique was uh, was this an Iron Man movie or a Spider Man movie? I couldn't tell both i i i don't know i i just got i got really butthurt about it and i left because me and auburn actually saw it together mm. and we she loved it i was like unsatisfied sorry that it was a kind of a bummer movie for you it sounds like like i said it sounds like i'd have probably given it a five or a six um, um n- no I, I i i don't know i i gave it a seven because I, I wanted to be fair and i didn't want to just say this was a it wasn't a bad movie that's the problem like yeah it's it, it's I, you it was well it. made. Yeah, it was well made. It had a lot of cool things in it, like the the um, handheld camera at the very beginning of the film. Like I thought that was interesting. I honestly could have watched it the whole time like that. Oh, um, God, shake cam, I'll vomit. <laughs> Fair. Um, we we with motion sickness uh, do not appreciate the shake cam. Or even like when when they did the 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 shot where he like pulls the boat back together with both arms or like trying to hold it, mm-hmm. like. I, as soon as it happened, I went, I, I, I said to myself, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Seen, you know, like, it just wasn't different. Well, that was bound to happen. I mean, like, The Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield was yeah. pretty good. Um, it would have made, made more sense if they were in middle school. But they, we were all done. We were all done. We're all done with Spider-Man's origin. And truth be told, in my opinion, it's not for a lack of writing that what, what the problem was or a lack from directing what I believe that the problem was is purely on Marvel. Sony, I think, is the one that bought them. And the inability for these companies to just agree and come back. It took so long for Sony to sell the rights back over. Yeah. That now we're at the point where, like, we're trying to inject him back into the Marvel Universe. It may just be too late. Like, what was your favorite Spider-Man film? You can uh, pick two of them. I did like the original Tobey Maguire film why um one it's a version of peter parker that's like peter parker's gone through several iterations there is the the kind of cool cat nerdy peter parker who's quippy and he's cool in his own right because you know you want to be that nerd but then there's like the the boy next door awkward like when he puts on the suit he gets a little bit of sass but overall he's just kind of awkward and toby Maguire fit that role mm-hmm. and that's more like, I think, 60s, 70s Spider-Man, you know, when he's just like, he is the good old, you know, like, he's the boy next door. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Spider-Man. I felt that uh, 
Um, the actors in that were really good. Are you talking about, and this is Amazing Spider-Man? That is the original Spider-Man. The original, okay, yeah. yeah. The Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one. I really enjoyed that. I liked three, but I liked it because it was so bad. So I can't really say that like, it was one of my favorites, because I like The Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised that they were rebooting it again. Right. Because like that Spider-Man was really kind of good. Right. Like, kind of good. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I was surprised that they were going with somebody new again. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like I said, that's I think that's the bigger problem than anything else, is that we've rebooted it, we've rebooted it, and now we've rebooted it. So I loved the first one mm-hmm. because I like the idea of him one working at Oscorp. That was a big deal because he wanted to work there. That was his end game. Yeah, and also William Defoe is just good. Incredible. Incredible. I will watch anything with William Defoe in it. Even I, I just will. Even uh what's his name? Um uh da, 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 the guy who played Henry. Yeah. Or Harry, um, Harry. Harry, um, Gosh, what's his name? God, he's uh, James Franco. James Franco, thank you. I was like, he's huge right now. Why yeah. am I forgetting his name? Even he was incredible well, as like, as Harry. I like James Franco in most of James Franco things. Mm-hmm. But like Willem Dafoe, have you seen Boondock Saints? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freaking love it. But here's the thing. That was that was a huge element of, um, of uh, what do you call it? That the, the His motivation as a character. Like he wanted to always work at Oscorp. And then he found out like the, uh, his dad and... <laughs> And uh, what's his name? You worked together. Um, uh, Jane, what was Harry's dad's name? Mr. Osborne. Mr. Osborne. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that there's that. Not to mention, he was a photographer. Like, he, he took pictures of Spider-Man. That was the whole idea. And he didn't get to do that in, in this film because they made him, like, a middle schooler or whatever. That That's why I really like the first one. Because it was the origin. He fell in love with Mary Jane. He he was fighting for the girl. He had to save the girl in, in t- towards the end of the film. Uh, and then there was all this other stuff about his his uh, high school and early college stuff and be- becoming um, a person, you know. But uh, can can we both agree that J.K. Simmons is the best character in that whole movie? <laughs> is, Absolutely, is is the absolute best J.J. J., uh, J. Jonah Jameson that has ever been and ever will be and yes. why they haven't recast him every time is a crime it's a crime because like spider-man uh local menace neighborhood <laughs> menace he's so good norman osborne by the way norman osborne thank you norman and then the other spider-man that i really enjoyed and i don't know if this is like really stupid but i really really loved amazing spider-man 2 i loved I love drama. Mm-hmm. I want to see relationships come together and I want to see them break and I want to know why and I want to see what the other characters do when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when Andrew Garfield cries, I cry and I hate it. It sucked. And when Emma, Emma Stone cried, I cried because it sucked. I <laughs> I just want that. And mm-hmm. I didn't get this in this movie. It was it felt like a kid movie and I didn't I don't like it. Well, you want to know what I'm changing my... it to a six. I hated this movie. You want to know one of my other reasons that I like the uh, the original Spider-Man? Why? Bonesaw is ready. I'm a big fan of, of the Randy wrestling. Savage and the wrestling. That was so good. <laughs> uh, okay, Kevin, I'm gonna watch these movies by the next time we record. I'm gonna watch uh, the first one at least. I'm okay. Gonna... Jesus, I'll watch it with you. I don't like or any... around you. If you tell me that uh, you don't like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies? Hmm? I don't like you. Um, yeah, you know when he was dancing around and that was the dumbest part of the third movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've wanted to do that. I thought it was so cool. It was so funny. I thought it was so cool. We could, we should <laughs> film that. We should reboot. We should remake that and like go to the t- go go to town. Just and, like go like, to town and let me dance around. Yeah. With an emo haircut. We have to, you have to like walk out of like a building though and start yeah. like and like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, let me tell you. Kevin... Where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook.com slash Bookshop Media. They can also find me on Twitter at Sir Kevin Games and on Twitch.tv slash Sir Kevin Games. And you can find me at Fouts Films on Twitter and Instagram. And if you love our show, write a review. Go on iTunes and tell us how much you love us. Leave five stars, no less, please. And give us suggestions. Tell us what you would think uh, would be a great fit for our show. What do you think we should watch? What do you think we ought to play? 
I'm actually making uh, a guarantee to our listeners that I'm going to start reviewing books regularly. For instance, within the coming weeks, I will have finished uh, Prisoner of Azkaban for no apparent reason. <laughs> I'm going to just read it for fun. Um, and then I'm going to read uh, Talking As Fast As I Can by Lauren Graham, uh, because it's her personal biography, uh, autobiography. That's the uh, the episode for today. That's 48. And there's going to be some early access stuff on our Patreon, so you should definitely go on to uh, patreon.com slash bookshopmedia. Become a patron. That way you can get to listen to our bonus content that's coming out uh, today. If you're listening to this and it's Sunday, you need to go back. You need to go on Patreon and become a patron because there's some stuff on there that you can't listen to unless you are. And that's going to be the end of our show. Say bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. <laughs>